In the early days of the Federation, one of its most prominent captains engaged in cowboy diplomacy, thus essentially setting a Western movie in space. But as time progressed and the Federation was able to establish a proper foothold within its territory, diplomatic talks became increasingly formalized and dignified. This same concept can be seen with a group of players who continually play a given game. So here's what we came across during our time exploring the Wild West that is known as the Milky Way Galaxy. Greetings, and welcome back to Checkpoint Gaming, Star Trek Ascendancy. With this episode, we will be going over clarifications for gameplay, which came from issues that arose from games we've played. With playing Star Trek Ascendancy, there's a few things that we would like to address regarding the rules and some of the exploration cards. First, we would like to talk about the phenomena that comes with the Borg expansion. We think that they can be included in play where the Borg aren't being used. In this situation, just ignore any of the Borg-related text found upon them. Second, with experienced players, if they draw the Grand Negus, Arms Dealer, and or Ferengi Researcher from the Exploration Deck, only have them go around the table once for the entire game. This is because, for experienced players, these cards allow them to tip the scales too much in their favor if allowed to continue to be used during play and can open up a stalemate situation. With that said, we say that the player who initially drew it is the player who will be allowed to benefit from it last. Third, when it comes to that of the Vulcan ancient civilization rule and any unexplored systems, that is those that still possess an unrevealed exploration card, we think that it allows the Vulcan player to just discard said exploration card. Fourth, let's look at the exploration cards. With the Hidden Colony exploration card, if the player who drew it doesn't have any hostile rivals, then nothing will happen. With that said, this is only possible with a 3-4 to four player game where said player possesses a trade agreement with all of the other players. This also only applies when the player fails the hazard role. With that of the Cost of War and Prepare of War exploration cards, if the player who drew it doesn't have any rivals connected to their home system, then they are to just ignore the card and place it into the discard pile. Regarding the Arms Race Exploration card, if the player who drew it doesn't have any rivals for the reasons that were just discussed, then it is to just be discarded. When it comes to that of the Cytherian Probe, the player's turn doesn't technically end, it just gets postponed. We also think that if the player who drew this card is the player who drew the last turn order card, then they are to just continue with their turn as if nothing happened. Each faction also possesses a version of the Confrontation card, although the Vulcan variant is worded slightly differently since it reads Vulcan Encounter. But with that said, it still has the same in-game effects, and if a player draws a Confrontation card that belongs to the faction that they're playing, since the player doesn't count as being a rival to themselves, it will cause the first sentence to be ignored, with the second sentence coming into effect, thus allowing the player found to their right to place a new ship belonging to them into said system. This also extends to the Breen Delegation, Cardassian Armistice Accords, Cardassian Delegation, and Dosi Traders Exploration Cards. And fifth, we'll be touching upon a few things that we learned and developed during our own gameplay sessions, which includes the following. If players want to hegemony a system but want to make the process easier, then they can attack the system first, take off some nodes, and then attempt cultural hegemony. That way, said system will have less resistance to the hegemony attempt. When it comes to that of space battles, unless playing as the Klingons, players can retreat from the engagement as a means of forcing the other player to burn commands. 
Yes, the other player will be able to tactically maneuver for free in order to start the space battle again, but they'll have to spend a command token in order to start said battle. This, in turn, can hinder their plans on traversing a great distance across the board and perform something like a planetary invasion or hegemony a system. Finally, with the Ferengi, if they lose their culture node upon Ferenginar for one reason or another, and they either hold onto the system or regain control of Ferenginar without the culture node being present, then they will be unable to replace said culture node due to their profit over profundity rule. So with that said, that is what you need to know about our clarifications for the game Star Trek Ascendancy. If you liked this episode, feel free to give it a like, and if you want to stay up to date on any future episodes we upload, go ahead and subscribe. You can also support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash checkpointgaming. See you in the next episode, and happy gaming!